and we're back disclaimer um apologies in my last video i feel bad now randall got me feeling bad i didn't mean for it to come off that way the comment about sam ignore it we love you keep going anyways um More i like this reading get things done i like this reading um i thought it was fun um i bought the book last night wait what's this oh that's your notes yeah, it. that's my quote for every section. Uh, I bought it while watching the Super Bowl. Um, right. So, um, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, the coffee helps me person. Personing is hard without caffeine. Yeah, it was like talking about like grammar and using person as a verb. I liked his metaphor on, shoot, what was he talking about? At the In beginning the, of it, chapter two. Yeah, when he's talking about the electron and, like, when the electron moves when you look at it. And it's the same thing, like, with teachers. Like, oh, like, we could talk about grammar. We use grammar. But when it's, like, we have to magnify on it, it mm. gives us anxiety. Yeah, yeah. The same thing, like, when you look at, like, an electron. Right. Yeah. I mean, even with my SAT class I've been teaching this semester, it's the same thing with the, these students. Where I, my first lesson I did was run-on sentences. Um just because that's what I did for the interview, and I was just like, I'm not going to create something new. Um, <laughs> but then I taught them about specifically what a comma splice is, and even after teaching them, like, they knew how to use commas, but they were still using the actual comma splices. And I, I would point it out every time, I'd be like, what is this? Comma splice. Should we be doing it? No. And I, after, like, they did it the third or fourth time, I, it happened with both my classes. I just straight up asked them, I was like, do we not know how to use commas? And they're like, no, not really. So that's what I did last week. I did a whole lesson specifically on how to use commas, and what I did was I kind of did a mix of like the hearing and the like visual representation. So I printed out lyrics to a bunch of songs, and I had them go with the lyrics while they were mm -hmm. um, listening to the song. So I was like, listen to it where you think it is. I took out all the commas. I was like, listen and annotate where you think the comma is. We're gonna go over it, but and when you tell me where a comma should be, I want you to tell me why. Because commas are used for pauses, but also I want to know like is it a dependent clause, is it a list, is it a date, like what what what's your reasoning? So I, it was more like almost teaching math in a way, where yeah. it was like you know like yes this is the right answer. You but were like, teaching the mechanics, as they said. Exactly. So it, it, it was like they some of them and they, some of them would be straight up. They'd be like, yeah, there's a comma there. I don't know why, but there's a comma. I'd be like, no, that's awesome. Like that's why. I want you to learn both of the ways because when you're taking the SATs, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how you get the answer as long as it's right. But if you listen to it and it sounds like there's a comma, you have that reasoning to fall back on or and vice versa. If you you see the reason but you don't hear it, you can use that to kind of combat one or the other. Yeah. Like, sorry, um, what you just said, like the mechanics, mm -hmm. when I read about usage and how it was saying that like, this whole time we thought we were talking about grammar but it was actually usage that was my quote Hold yeah on. and then like it started talking about like how in the olden days you use like be and thou but now like we just changed it this to be that. like just you because like oh because when i was mormon like we use I forgot you were Mormon. Every time you bring it up, I'm like, I know. I like, think, really? I feel like she brings it up a lot. <laughs> I mean, I was Mormon for like my whole life, so it's like that's not like the Amish, right? 
No. We're off task. We'll talk about this later. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, when I was Mormon, like, we would use those words, like, thee and thou, because, like, they're in the Bible and the Book of Mormon and all <laughs> that sorry shit. sorry you're saying. So, like, whenever we prayed, like, when I prayed, I would be like, thank thee for this whatever, like, and I don't know. It I just mean, reminded even me of in that, the but... Bible, that's still a huge part of it like yeah because it was written in those times right but like they talked about that this isn't this but in the dakota video it was like in the bible it said acts and you shall receive mm. in the original damn yeah but um what was i gonna say oh yeah and then when i got to like high school and we started reading shakespeare Ooh. i was like an expert because like i've been reading the scriptures with all this olden language shit and i was like Maybe there is an advantage to this. But anyway, that's all topic. No, I get it. Going back to what you said, Mike, about the way you were teaching it, um, I liked how you included the lyrics and stuff, but they were saying uh, your class is, like, focused on mechanics yeah, in it's, a way. Yeah, it's, it's specifically, yeah. like, basically, like, it's funny because, like, this class and Dr. McQueen's classes is basically, like, teaching me the opposite of what I'm doing. They want me to do in that class. Yes, they were saying how, like, the way you taught it, like, looking at what they have wrong like they said teachers traditionally like they'll have a paper and they'll look at what majority of kids got wrong and then have a le- lesson that focuses on that for them to fix it but they're saying like that's not like a good way to teach grammar mm-hmm. they didn't give us a better way to teach it yet <laughs> they were just saying like that's not it that ain't it yeah well like there was that section where it talked about how teaching grammar in context sounds good but it's actually like a lot harder than it looks right and that's why i'm like glad that we have this class with dr mira because like she's modeling for us like how we can teach grammar like in the readings i read about stuff that she's having us do like when we do our writing ethnography whatever like she's kind of like teaching us grammar in context because she has us just free write and then go back and like incorporate these rules and that's something i really like i'm actually mm-hmm. planning on using that first yeah. free write we did for something i don't know what i'm using it for yet but i really like that idea and i know my students are actually really scared of writing like very scared which is obviously what we've been reading about recently mm-hmm. um but i <laughs> wanted to do that as a way to kind of promote their writing but also actually use that so it's not like they're just writing and then getting rid of it yeah because like i feel like in everything i've learned so far about education in general like it's all about balance so like having that balance between free writing and then like the rules and the grammar and usage and mechanics is just like the best way like and it sounds abstract but then like I'm glad I get to see it in practice, and then I can use those strategies when I start having to teach grammar. Right, and that's exactly what I was trying to do with the music videos. Yeah. Not only is that engaging, but it also you know lets them practice both of those skills. Right. Yeah. Obviously, in a regular K through twelve classroom, hopefully they're not doing a specific lesson on commas, but yeah. with this being SAT prep, kind of can avoid that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is true, like, how they talked about how teachers aren't really confident in teaching grammar. 
yeah, like, that was the quote I was going. I was trying to figure out which quote I wanted to talk about because yeah. I have like three that fit exactly what we were saying. Mm-hmm. But it was like you don't have to be an expert; you just have to be a good facilitator. In mm-hmm. this model of teaching, you don't have to have all the answers because you, along with the students, are learning too. Yeah, and that's something that was that under understanding. I've six. noticed is like I am learning a lot more grammar by teaching them the grammar. Like I knew. Like combo spices existed, but I didn't know specifically like what they were or like what independent and dependent clauses meant. Like I obviously I knew sentence structure and everything, but it's like I didn't know I didn't have the the thing to call the thing if that makes sense. And yeah. that makes sense because oh let me find it. Um, it's proven that students um, retain like a high percent of information. How much information students retain when they teach it? Mm, yeah, that's so true, though. They actually want mm. me to do a lesson on uh, semicolons. I'm the master of the semicolons. I've, I since I've come, I think in my life I use a semicolon once. I love them. It makes me feel so. It says students forget fifty-six percent of what they learn in one hour, sixty-six percent of what they learn in one day. And 75% of what they learn in six days. But when you teach it, you retain, like, 90-something percent of the information. Yeah. That's so true. Like, or even just talking about it with someone. Like, I remember, like, the readings that we had, like, a lively discussion about in Mm -hmm. class, you know. Like, just applying the knowledge. And, like, I remember the readings that we, like, did an activity with. Yeah. Maybe I'm more of, like, a kinesthetic learner. But, like, when we do an activity with something, I learn it. And in our PDs today, that's what they were talking about. Like, I literally had a conversation with the English supervisor and my teacher about how, like, we learn about more, like, kinesthetic and, like, activities and, like, kind of learning. Where, like, literally they learn stuff and they sit at their desks. And I'm, like, ah. Like, you know, like, like yeah. the exact opposite of what of what we're learning. Yeah. And I was talking to the supervisor about it and she was like, yeah, you know, like implementing it in real life and all this stuff. And like how she feels like the teachers need to inquire, in, inquire, include more of that stuff. <laughs> Include more of that stuff. My corporate teacher, the district actually forces them to do center work, like, for half the period. So it's, like, 80 minutes, 40 minutes of, like, whatever you want to do, and then 40 minutes of, like, center work. And it's, like, this weird position for her to be in because she's stuck between a rock and a hard place because the students need to be, like, constantly monitored. Otherwise, they don't get anything done. But also, like, she doesn't want to do centers at all, but then they're not going to retain anything or be engaged because they're just going to be sitting there doing nothing so it's like i don't really know how you would balance that because you can't do the centers well because they're not going to do the centers but the alternative is the exact opposite of what centers are supposed to be doing so it's like i don't know what you would really do in that instance yeah well anyway getting back to grammar (laughs) uh how about that grammar Let's go back to language, like you just talked about. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like understanding number one. I feel like it's appropriate that they made this, like, the first understanding. We aren't teaching grammar, we're teaching language. Because, like, it's kind of what we talked about in the, in the video we... Or, sorry, in the recording we just did. About how, like... I don't know. I feel like the focus should be on language. 
Mm-hmm. It should be. Yeah. And then it talks about also, like, um, the false tenets of language. And um, it was, like, these false tenets of language, which we talked about. Like, you know, like, what's better English and, like, you know, how other English is deemed ignorant or inadequate. Yeah. And it was saying, like, these false tenets that we put on language these false tenets of language are problematic because they don't honor the fact that language is fluid malleable mm. and perhaps most importantly human yeah that's true i thought that was a deep quote i had to put it there it stuck yeah. to me yeah i was like oh it is language <laughs> it is human yeah it makes mistakes it has mistakes it does all this different stuff that we do yeah and, like, it really is dehumanizing, like, when, like, we talked about, like, someone just judges you off of the way you speak or write. Like, that's super... And it sucks because that's... that's not human. That's exactly how the world works. You're judging someone based off of their writing. I know. But also, you judge people off of their appearances and, mm. you know, all of what you perceive them to be. And I just keep, like, thinking about, like, how we only teach proper, like, quote-unquote proper writing so, like, kids can pass tests, get into college, have a career. You're basically teaching them to put on a mask to act a certain way so people will basically think, like, hey, maybe this person's worth being Yeah, that's the biggest thing we were talking about. Uh, I guess this goes into it. We were talking about language and, like, culture and, like, my org. We were talking about the thing of the the mask, like, how people or we have to put on different masks for different situations. Uh And I was like, that's just, I guess, like, like you said, we're teaching kids to coast, which we're teaching kids what language is deemed better than their own. Yeah. That, that is a way of looking at it, but what I've been doing with my placement is I've been trying to teach them to code switch, but also, like, not diminish how they're writing or speaking. Like, I'm And that's to, what yeah. I talked about in here. That's the best part yeah. of it. And I'm like, try, I try to, I'm, basically, I, you know, I read everything. I'm like, listen, like, your ideas are really good, but just because of the way the world works, like, you need to communicate it in this specific way. But if you were talking to, like, you know, me or, like, your friends or, like, whoever this is fine but because someone is going to read this that doesn't know you they're going to just assume all these things about you you need to communicate it in a different way yeah did you guys have any questions at the end we had to make two questions like no like we already talked about them um well i mean one of the questions that I had was basically like how can we kind of what I was just talking about how what like how do we find the balance of um, teaching kids grammar and language but not diminishing like their own language and in that making it seem like their identity is not valued and they have to put that mask on all the time otherwise no one's going to care about their yeah like what's the best way to do that i had a similar one it was like how do i i was like how do i effectively learn alongside and still have their respect yeah like learn grammar alongside the language she was like oh what's this i don't know let's look it up like and they're saying like in teaching sometimes you have to like 
acknowledge that you're not perfect, which I understand. But, like, with my kids sometimes, I feel like if I was a teacher and I was always like, hmm, let's look. They'll be like, do you even know what you're talking about, miss? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I almost feel like it makes them respect you more because you're just being, like, upfront about it. Like, how you're not the expert, you know? Like, And I think that's important because a lot of kids just assume that the teacher is all-knowing. Yeah. And that's because people assume that they're empty vessels with no knowledge. Mm-hmm. Preach. Yeah, but I feel like every time I do reading, like, the questions I always have are just about, like, how to implement it in my classroom. Because, like, a lot of times the readings are abstract. They're, like, about theory. But I'm, like, how can I put it into practice? Which is why, like, like I said already, like, I like how in our classes we're having our professors model for us and, like, them giving us, like, concrete strategies Because, like, it's, like, the reading has some theory. The class gives you ways to execute it. So I I feel like it's a nice balance. You know? 